0: is my shepherd I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures he leadeth me beside the still waters he restoreth my soul He restoreth my soul, he leadeth me in the path of righteousness, for his name's sake, for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me.
1: Thy rod
0: and thy staff may comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Yahweh forever. Praise Yah.
1: Check, check. One, two. Got it. All right. All good. All right. Good morning, class. Good morning. My name is Samuel Lattimore. Now I'll be your moderator for this morning's lecture. Sorry, gathering. <laughs> this is a school and not a church, and neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious, and scientific research gathering dedicated to showing you proof of, of the existence of Yahweh our Elohim and his et- and the operation of his eternal purpose pattern and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. Mm-hmm. This school is established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, And the Holy Spirit which are contained in the original Hebrew text the true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh this has been improperly substituted by Lord the true title of the Word or Son is Elohim this has been properly substituted by God and the true name of the Holy Spirit manifest in or out of a physical body is Yahshua this has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ Lord and God are titles not names, the apostle Paul tells us. The apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians eight and five that there are lords many and there are gods many. But we now know that each lord must have a name and each god must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike lord and god, it is a divine title, meaning that Elohim is the name that our that our Creator chose for Himself. Jesus is a name, but is an erroneous, <coughs> but is an erroneous name. A minor investigation on your part in a good encyclopedia or dictionary will prove to you that neither the Hebrew language, the Greek language, nor the Latin language have any character in their alphabet that is able to produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in our own English language until some 1,400 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this pure spirit state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show to you that everything on this chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Now Yahweh, knowing that man cannot perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. A super, this is the word or son, a superincorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, the self-same spirit manifests himself in a physical body and walked the earth plane as Yahshua, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation, whereby, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we should all ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel up out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him this tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. This pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court round about. And these three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary constitutional aims and objectives of this institute are as follows. First, is to help you find and know Yahweh, our Elohim, as He really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood, of humanity, in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, is to investigate the unexplained spirit law, or the so-called law of nature, and the powers latent in man. Fourth, is to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. Fifth is to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Sixth is to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth is to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which is once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth is to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained, and there is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth is to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is to speak the truth. We will now have class dedicated in prayer by Dr. Lenore Allen from Brooklyn, which will be followed by a scripture lesson, which will be Ephesians, the fourth chapter, which will be read by Ruth Samuel of Detroit.
2: morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, let's bow our hearts and minds and ask Yahshua to instill within every cell, cell of our body the knowledge that he is King of kings, that he is c- what he starts a good thing, he's going to finish a good thing. And we have been given the directive to go and Preach this gospel, not only with words, but with our actions. So just encourage us to be good to the knuckleheads out there (laughs) with the hope that they'll come to an understanding and want to learn about their Heavenly Father. In his name, let us all say, Hollywood.
3: I'm reading um, from the Holy Name Bible, okay, Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I, therefore, the prisoner of Elohim, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called, with all loneliness, loneliness and meekness, with long-suffering, mm. forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in bond of peace Mm -hmm. there is one body and one spirit even as ye are called in one hope of your calling one Elohim one faith one immersion (laughs) one is Yahweh the father of all who is above all and through all and in you all but Unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of the Messiah. Wherefore he saith, when he ascendeth up on high, he took captive captivity and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descend first into the lower parts of the earth he that descended is the same also that ascends up far above all heavens, that he might feel all things. And he gave some apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, oh, e- 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 and some pastors, and some teachers, for the perfecting of the sons for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of the Messiah, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of Yahweh, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of the Messiah, (laughs) that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men, and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but being truthful in love, ye may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even the Messiah, from whom the whole body fitted fitly joined together and passes by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual workings in the measure of every part make of increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This I say therefore and exhort through Yahweh that ye henceforth live not as the heathens live and the vanities of their mind having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of Elohim through the ignorance that is in them because of their hardness of their heart, who being past feelings have given themselves over to lustful practices to work all (coughs) uncleanliness with greediness. But ye have not so learned from the Messiah, if so be that ye have heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Yahshua, mm-hmm. that ye put off your formal behavior, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that ye put on the new man, which after Elohim is is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be ye angry, and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the adversary. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt conversation proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. That it, may be minister, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of Yahweh, whereby ye are sealed until the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted forgiving one another, even as Yahweh, for the Messiah's sake, have forgiven you. That was Ephesians, the fourth chapter.
1: Before we carry on, I just have a few brief announcements to make. Um, I'd like to remind you all to please silence all electronic devices at this time. Um, we'd like to place a warm welcome to our first time and returning visitors this morning. Thank you very much. And um, class, sorry. A reminder: Your hotel checkout is at noon today, and class will be going till one fifteen. Thank you very much. And our first, uh, sorry for speaker for this morning's lecture will be Sharon Lewis from Southfield. Sorry, Dr. Sharon Lewis.
4: Give me a little time for my heart to stop beating so hard. (laughs) No, don't stop, right? (laughs) I would like to say good morning to everyone. And please excuse me if things start happening because sitting in this session today has been very overwhelming. It's touched my heart. I am so grateful to be here. And as the songs were being sung, I looked at my family, as you're my family. Yahweh was showing me how this is my true family. One mindness, the self same mind in Yahshua. And it's so overwhelming that I'm a part of this. I didn't ask for it. I wasn't looking for it. Yahweh just gave it. We have come to the reality of life itself and that is knowing something about our creator i pray daily that yahweh does not let me take it for granted this is the most precious gift that we have we stand in front of this vision yahweh called us and then to have that scripture read we are literally being formed people this which you came in was born with not a knowledge of nothing Yahweh is raising us up and forming us to his image, to be conformed after his likeness. He's changing us and causing our physical way of thinking to be changed to a spiritual understanding. It is nothing no greater than that. See, because this, this flesh has to be shed this won't inherit, it won't go on, not the flesh. So what we come to understand is that we're in the very last days. We are right in the very last days. Dr. Kinley saw this vision, and for me to come into our uh, understanding of where we are, because the world don't know where we are, they don't have a clue as to what this is all about but Yahweh caused us to understand it through by the divine vision and revelation given to the founder of this school we have his name written right here it's insignificant it's small you can barely see it sitting from your seat we're not making any claim of fame for this man and he said, Yahweh gave him the vision. Mm-hmm. And when he gave him the vision, he was not the same person. He's not the same man. He was changed. Henry C. Kinley didn't exist then, you see. So we don't make a big deal about that. We don't see pictures. But we honor, we're grateful that Yahweh gave him that vision. We are grateful for that. And he asked Yahweh, man, what would you do with what I have showed you? And he said, teach your people, your will, O Yahweh. And that's all that we need to want to do, is to be obedient to what thus said Yahweh. This teaching has been on three ecclesiastical peace missions, the heads of states, to the Vatican. This chart rolled down, was it this one or this one? I always forget. Rolled down and cardinal the million. And Dr. Kinley also said that there was a, that the Pope of Rome at that time was in audience, looking on closed-circuit TV. Now, I never met Dr. Kenley. These are things that I heard eyewitnesses say, and things that are written down, you see. But that Cardinal Vermillion, when the chart was rolled down, says, I see you use or teach by the true name of Yahweh. And right then and there, that should hold a question. Well, if you're teaching, right. we're teaching by the truth, what are you teaching? What's the world teaching? You see? You see? So we come to understand the mysteries of Yahweh. And coming and sitting down on one of these seats, we learn tenets that we never thought I was in church for years, but we never learned them. We learned our Creator's name. The most important thing you can think of, his name, his essence, you see. We learn of his divine pattern. that was stipulated in everyone's Bible. We didn't know, have a clue about that. This pattern is the building block of everything. You can put it on anything. See, that's the thing. It's not a fly-by-night thing. It's something that is unerring and accurate. You see, where do we get that from? How do we know it? You see, Yahweh had to do that. Then we come to understand, what did I say the name, the pattern, then the mission of one Yahshua the Messiah, who the world calls Jesus Christ. We learned of his, we're learning and have learned of his mission, why he came in and did this. We know and understand now that Yahweh, who is pure spirit, incomprehensible, inscrutable, indiscernible, invisible, can understand him in his pure spirit state. He knew that, and so he moved his infinite knowledge, his infinite wisdom, his infinite love. He moved from the pure spirit state, you see, which contained nine principal divine attributes, of wisdom, intelligence, and knowledge, love, beauty, justice, foundation, power, and strength. These nine principles. Now, there's more. We learn that here because we know, for one, is mercy. And I always say that, and you always hear that. One of the attributes is not listed as mercy. But Yahweh had mercy on me because he brought me in and set me down and shut me up. I didn't have nothing to say and nothing good to know about my creator until he did that. You see, so I know that's mercy, infinite mercy. But these nine principal divine attributes come, came together. These are just words. I would say to myself sometimes, how do you say anything about Yahweh, this great spirit, God, creator? How do you say anything? Words do no justice, you see. But we try the best to convey. So these nine principal divine attributes came together in a set position. I mean, when you think about this process, he moved from this. This was like, he moved from this lofty state and took on a lesser, which is not even a good word to describe because there's nothing less about Yahweh. But he moved into this, in shape and form of a man. So when Moses is up here and 74 uh, elders, and Nadab Aaron, Nadab, and you saw that. That's why you see this white part in this chart. That's what they're seeing is this vision. They saw the Elohim of Israel. And the Bible talks about they saw God. And then you go over in John 1.18, it said no man has seen God. You know, we was confused and didn't know where we was going. I'll speak for myself. I know where I was going in the church world. I was just following suit of what I heard. That's what most of us was doing, you see. But he came together in this set position of a man, a shape and form of a man, known as Yahweh Elohim. In other words, what we come to understand is that Yahweh, this is Yahweh putting on his work clothes. And you see, because Yahweh in pure spirit. Now, it didn't take all of this to come into this shape and form and never could understand that. So we have Romans 1 and 19 to understand these basic principles of Yahweh, taking the natural things to understand the spiritual things, you see. So you have this example of the ocean, big ocean out there. I remember when I first heard this, in the book of Ocean, and you take a cup and you scoop up some of that ocean. And what's in that cup? is the same thing that's in that mass ocean. It's just a lesser quantity, but the same ingredients, if you would, same principle, if you would, makeup is in that cup, that small cup, just in the lesser portion. You can't exhaust Yahweh, and he is infinite and has always existed and always will exist, you see. So he just moved in part to the shape and this form known as Elohim, to create the creation. Now he's got on work clothes, as one of the vessels said. Later on, then, you have him transfigured into this threefold intangible sanctuary, you see. see. So this here now is the definition of this word, because Elohim is the word or Son, Mm -hmm. the firstborn of all creation from that point transfigured into this threefold intangible sanctuary and then you see this half figure here which was always told and denoted that Moses is seeing him in this transfiguration and see Elohim transfigured into this threefold intangible sanctuary then back into himself that's what this half figure was supposed to represent and then day by day logical sequences after the pattern of this tabernacle this chart being called the Elohim, the archetype, which means original. I didn't know that. I didn't pay attention. I wasn't interested. This was not part of my vocabulary, you see. But then they broke it down. Just means original pattern of the universe, you see. And everything goes according to this threefold tabernacle pattern. It is so simple, but yet so esoteric. You know, and me, Sharon Lewis, knows it. So I can testify to that. I'm not bragging, but then I am. Because I'm sitting next to a person who don't know it. You go to your job, your businesses, you walk through life, yep. and you can be the only person in that entire room. My brother, Dr. Eugene Brazil, used to say it this way. He said he could be, you can be the only Yashua in that entire building. I'm talking about where I used to work. I used to have so many issues of where I used to work. That's why I retired. <laughs> I have to always say that. Hallelujah is right. I'm so, this retirement is beautiful. Thank you, Yashua. Anybody who's questioning, should I do it, do it. You know, you'll love it. I have never regretted it. And Yahweh did that. But he used to tell me that when I was at my job. And He said, You're, I says, why, Since the hypocrisy, the divisions, the this, the that. I'll talk to him about this. And he says, Sharon, look at it this way. Be, you are the only or could be the only Yahshua in that entire building. Now, think about that. And what you're doing, you're witnessing with your eyes. You're seeing. If Yahshua's in you, you're seeing the hypocrisy. You're seeing the deceit. You're seeing the, 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 the lies, if you would. You know, you're seeing that. And says, and Yahshua in you can judge it. That's not right. I worked in human resources. And I, I was there for many years. And I would hear all people's comments all the time. They came. Well, my manager, my boss, was human resource um, manager. And I was the representative. And everybody did policy with her. But with me, they came to talk their problems over with. You see how Yahweh do that difference? Oh, I can't talk to her but I can talk to you. Yeah. What's in you that makes a person be able to that's talk right. to? You see, you're not bragging about yourself, but you got a spirit. Mm-hmm. you got something that's guiding you, as Ephesians talks about. Mm-hmm. So you got something that's causing you to be a certain way. And if you don't, as I seen, have heard so many people say that before, everything that we are going through in life, we are supposed to, in the development of this Holy Spirit, we're supposed to be seeing a change in us. Yeah, right. If we don't see a change, as Dr. Um, um, Albuquerque in New Mexico, Freddie. Freddie, Freddie Allen said on a tape that I listened to, it says, people ask, do I have the Holy Spirit? Now you're supposed to examine yourself. You said are supposed to look at yourself. Now have you seen a change in yourself, is what he said. Have you seen this change? Because the only thing that don't change is Yahweh. But if we come into this teaching, we got all sorts of things going in us, there has to be some form of a change to represent this. You see, not just because you want to change, but that's just a little diversion there. But uh, I don't even know now where I was. but. Yahweh is guiding and what he has given, like I was saying, you can be the only Yahshua in any environment. So therefore, you have to represent. Don't fake it. Represent it by the Holy Spirit. And see, and Yahweh has to be that change in us. That's all I'm saying. That's what he's doing. This is the development process. But see, nevertheless, this Elohim took on shape and form, and he went in a... excuse me, in a threefold logical pattern. We see over here, I told you about the name. Let me just go through this. I, I don't know where Yahweh's really taking these. I just want to, I hope somebody gets something out of it because I love this teaching. But he's given us his divine name that we breathe. He's exhausted that in our understanding. And we appreciate to be able to call on the name of our savior, this is very, very pop, very, very very positive and necessary to know it see and know that Yahshua is your savior I come in my father's name and you receive me not but let another come in his own name him you will receive so this here being salvation knowing the name of is salvation itself knowing his divine pattern of operation it's an understanding to know something for surety and in this tabernacle it had a most holy place, holy place, court roundabout. This is the pattern of all things, the one, two, three principle pattern of all things. We can take this pattern and put it on our physical body like none other each vessel representing what's a vessel in your physical body. Nine vessels in this tabernacle, nine vessels in this physical body, nine planets in the universe, nine numbers in the numbering system, and on and on and on. You see, because it's a pattern of the universe. You see, this is what we're learning down here. And then the third thing is about Yahshua the Messiah. And the mission, that's why I got to this chart to say this was Yahweh who took on this shape and form and later on manifested in a physical body as Joshua Messiah. He came in the flesh, in the likeness of sinful flesh. He was not sin, but he came in the likeness of sinful flesh to die for our sin, to remove it out of the way. And when he came into this physical body for 33 and a half years, he did amazing work that took 4,000 ye- 4, years of work, if not, if more, to fulfill everything that was done in the flesh. You see, to fi- fulfill the scripture, which was gone into so beautifully. He came in crossing T's and dotting I's. To a jot and to a tittle, everything he did, he was fulfilling. Where it talks about the book couldn't even contain all the things that he did. He was only in the flesh for 33 and a half years. How is that possible? You see, but this was Yahweh moving at the speed of light. See, Yahweh himself, and when he came in, he said, me and my father are one. They killed him because he said that he was Yahweh, that he was the father. You see, they didn't understand that me and my father as one, talked about that blaspheming, you see. But he was Yahweh because there was nothing that could be done if it wasn't Yahweh. See, he was doing the will of the Father, you see. And Dr. Kennedy talked about that he was the container, the vessel that contained the blood. Or however, I can't remember his word, the container for the blood, you see, because he had to shed his blood. So his blood was the only worthy blood to shed. See, that's worthy of the Father. You see? And nobody else, nothing else could shed, is, could shed their, uh, their blood. You had Abraham, and ta- Abraham taking up his son. His son's blood wasn't worthy. And Yahweh said, I will provide myself a sacrifice. Well, we read over that in church and never heard, I will provide myself a sacrifice. See, that's what he was walking around saying. He's going to be the worthy sacrifice. Just like this tabernacle, could, the priest could not go up into this most holy place without blood. And when that high priest, which Joshua the Messiah over in Hebrews is representing, that high priest, you know, he had to go up into this most holy place, the dwelling place of Yahweh on the day of atonement. And he had to go up there with those breastplates of the tribes on his uh, chest. You see, he had to go up fully in full garment, representing the people, and he had to go up there for his own sins, the sins of the people, and the cleansing of the sanctuary, you see. So he had to go up there. He, that high priest, was representing Yahshua the Messiah, and he had to send his worthy blood, his sacrificial blood, the lamb that he was. He had to go to the Father for you and I. We couldn't do that one. We needed an intercessor. We needed a savior. So Yahshua Messiah, or Yahweh himself, had to manifest or come down, die the death of an outcast dog. You know, that's the type of death he died. And you know, you got this Easter season coming up now, so you're going to probably hear a lot of, about his death and that crucifixion. So you normally hear it around Easter time in the world and in the churches. But that's what he did, how they whipped him and stripped him and did everything to this body. I used to hear how that this picture of him is a nice picture. He didn't look like that hanging on the cross. So he died that unbearable death of an outcast dog for you and I. Now he was the savior of the world and he didn't save himself. They said, come on down from that cross, yeah. you see. You know, you're so big and bad, save yourself. That wasn't his mission. Right. So that's why when these little things came out, you know, was saving himself. Where do you see that in the scripture? He never saved himself. He was saving you and I. He was saving that spirit that's being formed in you. You see what I'm saying? Because we were not worthy, see, and not you know, save Yashua the Messiah. Ain't nothing to none of us. Save Yahshua. But then it is something to us. He says we sit here with the knowledge and understanding. That's the only thing that makes something to us. I mean, how do you, how do you, you know, it's, just a, it's a way that we understand, you know. So that's what this one did. And everything in the scripture was testifying to what he was going to do didn't understand it. What are you talking about? We have principles. This lecture to me has been so beautiful. It started out talking about the death, the burial, the resurrection, blood, water, spirit. What are you talking about that for? Because he had to die, he had to be buried, and he had to resurrect. I didn't hear that in church. His blood had to be shed, you see. it was had Out forth had to come out water, and then he resurrected. This is the same story over and over and over. And I think the last time I was on the floor in Southfield, I said what I'm saying now. You know, like, you know, those who heard me then, say something new. It's nothing new. I don't know what else to say. I repeat it. You see, that's all we got to repeat. It's not my story. So if I have to repeat it, and then you get up and say the same thing, that's right. That's good. That's what we want. You see, not that we can hear and understand and develop this development in Yahshua. All you have to do is see the development that's happening in this world. This, thing, this the, the, the things that are happening in this world it's amazing. The things that they can do now in the world, talking about technology. Do you know that's just representing Yahweh's endlessness? That's why man can't contain it. He's going to keep developing, 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 because Yahweh's infinite as long as you're in the flesh. It's got to be a representation of him. So here's Yahweh. Yahshua the Messiah came in and shed his blood, showing forth his death, burial, resurrection. We have this chart. Do you know, used to be when I first came into this teaching, I could not read this. I don't know why I couldn't read it. My eyes wouldn't. The way this is laid out, it's a chart, pattern, plan. How do you read this? Y'all had to show me how to read this. That was just, you know, just me. Maybe nobody else experienced it. Ch- but it's a chart on the pattern or plan of salvation. He formalizes it. He put it in order. Something that simple that I could not read. Every time I sat on my seat, how does that chart read? Do you read salvation? Do you, it's the chart on the pattern or plan of salvation. Salvation, there's a chart on salvation. You see, so that was what was confusing to me, I can understand, what is that? But the principle that's laid, not just Bible stories, but true events that happened, that represents what Yahshua's mission came in to do. It was the scriptures testifying of him, you see, whereas you look at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, as one of the other speakers, went down, made me think, oh man, this is so basic, you know, and she wrote Law and Prophets on the board, you know, then the first five books and the next 34 books, uh, comprising 39 books. I said, like, this is old school. It was just so pretty to hear it, to me, you know, it's refreshing to hear those things. So that's what it was, this is the Law and the Prophets, you see, (laughs) these books. You get over here, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are in the church world, New Testament Christians that only hold that little book, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, don't know nothing about the Old Testament. You see, but the Old Testament testifies of him walking in on the flesh. Did you know that? That the book, the Bible was talking about him? When I first heard that, I'm like, wow, this is the story of Yahshua? I never would have known that, but it is. He's showing forth how that Adam loved his bride or his wife and willingly died for her. Yahshua Messiah loved his bride or wife and willingly died. Adam was not deceived. Yahshua Messiah was not deceived. He wasn't... I don't know what I'm doing out of my mind by getting on the cross and letting them kill him. It wasn't that. He willingly did it because this story is representing Yahshua Messiah. And it shows forth that there was a death, there was a burial, there was a resurrection, there was blood, there was water, and there was spirit. As you see, all man died in Adam. He got to work from the sweat of his brow. That's water. Resurrection is in childbirth, or they came out of that garden, this heavenly state that they were in. You go over to Noah, preparation, entering the ark. It shows forth a death, a burial, and a resurrection. But this story about Noah isn't just about Noah the man and his son and a boat. This ark represented Yahshua the Messiah, you see. So there was a death, all mankind had to die, buried in the water, and resurrected uh, in that ark. This ark, typifying Yahshua Messiah, had one door. He says, I am the door. It had one window. He says, I am the light. You see what I'm saying? It was threefold going after the tabernacle, one, two, three. Our most holy place, holy place, and court roundabout. You see what I'm saying? So this ark represented Yahshua, the Messiah. Now, that's the ark of safety. This is what we now have to be in. I'm pointing to this physical picture here. But we know he came off of this cross, you see. So, But this story about Noah is talking about Yahshua. So Yahshua, the man manifesting in the flesh, was back here in the scriptures. This is how he was back here in the scriptures. Now, they don't know that in church. You see, they just don't. They can't understand it that way. Then you look at Abraham Melchizedek. I told you the same thing. Abraham told to kill his son. This is, couldn't kill him because he was not worthy. He wasn't worthy of this blood. And that angel had to stay his hand. But when Abraham was told, he he didn't hesitate. He goes up because he has already seen some miraculous work of Yahweh. So he knew that. If he was told to kill his own son, that Yahweh was going to provide his son because he told, stay here, the men, me and the lad will return. You see, after he kills them. So we didn't think about those things in the church world. This is what I learned in this school. Then you look at this migratory pattern, which I love so much because this is when I came into teaching. They told me that I was in Egypt. It was likened to this dark place down here psychologically and spiritually this is where we were when we came into the the first stepped our foot into the store we we were dead we didn't understand this being this dark place here was represented a death-like state, you see. So here you have this migratory pattern. All the ten devastating plagues of the people and the children of Israel. You see, Yahweh's chosen people. Not that they were so special, he just chose the people, you see. And so he chose those people to do his work and operate through them, you see. A whole bunch of them, and it first started out in Canaan's land. Came on down, said, get away from your kin. Come on down. And you know, all of us had kind of like did that when you first heard the teaching. You found yourself away from your kin because a lot of them didn't understand. They didn't, you done changed over on something and you're crazy. And you're following after a cult and you don't, something happened to you. And maybe it was the wife or the husband that caused it. But you know, that is not what we do. That's not what we know. We don't know nothing about. Being coming down here to these classes, you see what I'm saying. But so Yahweh had it that way. We had to get away from things of what we constantly. What I always looked at that kin was something that was familiar with you. Get away from that, because you had to come down now. You have to lower your thoughts, your ideals about God and come and learn something. But when he did that, it was like this with the children of Israel. They're in Egypt, you see, and those ten devastating plagues was poured out. Yahweh worked to work to deliver them up out of that. And on the night of this Passover, he told them to take out a lamb. Now, that lamb is going to represent Yahshua Messiah who comes in and say, that when John sees him coming to be baptized, behold, the lamb of Yahweh, you see, that taketh away the sin. So this lamb that they had to find down here with the children of Israel had to go out and get a lamb without spot, without blemish, you see. They had to find a perfect lamb. Now, you know Yahweh provided those lambs for them. How do you find all those lambs? It was 603, 550 fighting men, you know. See, how, you, how do you do that? Every household was going to have a lamb, and so you had to take this lamb then. They had to take that lamb. They had to kill the lamb, you see. I mean, the story is so pretty. They had to kill the lamb, and they had to take the blood of that lamb and strike it on the top part of that door and the two side posts. And then there was a basin that they put down where they dipped. A thorny branch called a hyssop and they would take that branch and dip it and pull back here and you know like a branch dip it you swing back here is blood there you swing this way is blood and they had to strike it the book don't says tap it hit it lightly it says strike because that's what they had to do with Yashua the Messiah. The man was abused. See, they had to strike him and you know, and that blood was put on that top part of the door and the two side posts and then this basin held that configuration of four points of blood likened to Yahshua the Messiah who had a thorny crown placed down on his head and he was nailed in his, to, his hand, and then he was nailed in his feet. And they were talking about that earlier in this lecture, how pretty that was, you see. But that lamb was representing this lamb of Yahshua. And that was the way they were getting out of bondage. Yeah. That was the way they were getting out of death and hell. Those children of Israel built treasure cities down there for the pharaohs and whatnot. You know, and when you look at those old pictures, how did they do that? But they were slaves unto them down there, building them treasure cities. You know, and they had to come up out of there because Yahweh destroyed that land by ten devastating plagues. And the way that he destroyed them, what we come to understand, wasn't just doing a work like they said with some um, environmental thing. When you read a lot of say that those plagues were environmental, you know, so you can't even wrap your brain around that. But Yahweh caused 10 devastating plagues to plague this land, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart because he would not let them go, but Yahweh had a purpose. So he did it that way, and he had them take out that lamb, and he was going to deliver them with a mighty hand through the waters of the Red Sea. You see what i'm saying oh on over into canaan's land that was their their destination heaven itself they were coming out of hell going to heaven you see the same track coming out of hell we breathe they smack that baby they say that's in hell. and that's all everybody's <laughs> waiting for is that baby to breathe inhale baby inhale now you're in hell you see and this is the deliverance when Yahweh called your name and he called us individual, when Moses was out here, he said, Moses, Moses, when he was at that burning bush, and Moses says, here am I. You know, we did answer because he set us there. We didn't know we was answering to the great, great creator of this heaven and earth, but we answered him. And like the scripture says, you hear his voice. The sheep hear his voice, the, the hear his voice but if you hear my voice, however goes. Harden not your heart this day, you see. And that's why we preach this gospel with such fervency, with such um, passion. We preach it because we have seen something. This is what Yahweh's telling me. We've seen something. This is our savior, people. I didn't go into a whole lot of things. I hope somebody got something out of it. I know I skip around a lot and I don't call scripture. And I've asked Yahweh too. Help me with that, because I'm terrible with scriptures. I know I'm here, but I can't remember them. I know the event, but I can't remember to call them out. But nevertheless, Yahweh has delivered us. Everything in the scriptures, everything he came in to fulfill to a jot and to a tittle and he accomplished that then the ultimate is that he died this death but people he got on that cross and he died and he resurrected and poured out his spirit on the day of pentecost do you know pentecost is still going on he poured out his spirit for you and i see a mighty rushing wind and he says, it's like he, he, one other person was talking about washing his feet. You know, when he was washing the disciples' feet. Right. He said, I'm washing my feet. You don't know what I'm doing. But they're being washed by the word. Yeah. Now, here we are being washed by the word. Yeah. Right. Set on the seat from the sound of the speakers, the ones that Yahweh had gave, given to preach this gospel. as It talks about in Ephesians, you know, many, many gifts. Everyone has your own measure. And all we can do is to preach it, as the beautiful speaker was saying last night, for somebody else, for somebody else to be raised up and to come up like you did. Keep it the same. Preach it the way you got it. That's why you're sitting here. That's why we're sitting here. We're preaching. Somebody preached the unadulterated gospel of the Messiah, yes. and it sealed us. Yes. It made us sit here. We didn't do that on our own, right. so that's why we can't change it. That's why we got to keep preaching it and say it like we got it. Remember who you got it from. You ain't idolizing no one. You know it was the spirit of Yahweh. So you preach the same. And what else is there to preach? This gospel is beautiful. There's none like it. It's simply beautiful. I don't want to preach nothing else. This is it. This is the measure. This is the pearl. This is the gold. This is the lottery. This is all of it. We have come to it, to the mount right now. We have. I am so grateful. I'm grateful for all of you. This has really helped me. And like we say, uh, you know, <laughs> going to Chicago, and then I think my husband said, we said, well, what about Florida, you know? Then came out again and said, dang, I don't know. You know, you know the body, you know, it's different <laughs> as you get aged, you know, this aging thing. And so, and then the very next thing out of our mouth was, well, what else are we going to do? <laughs> You know, what, why would I just stay home because I'm retired? Right. Be retired in Florida and feel some good sun like right. Seth is talking about. <laughs> you know, I want, I want that too. I encourage us all, continue. I hope you got something out of it. Continue in this gospel, as Lionel has said. It's not to the swift, but it's to those that endure. So we got to endure this world. And my prayer, Yahshua, bring us through this. You listen to the babies being killed. You listen to the hypocrisy and the, the things that are happening in this world are tragic. They're beyond tragic. And if you know, if you looked at anything, you see how that many events now is happening in a large scale. So a lot of people are being devastatedly killed, <laughs> if I can put it that way. You see, it's a lot of devastation. As Yahweh has a wrath. He remember he had down here with the children. Remember in the day of Noah, it says Yahweh was angry that he had created man. You see what I'm saying? That was down here. He said, I'm going to end it now, you see. So this is what we see, but we can be in the ark of safety, which is the knowledge of Yahshua the Messiah. I hope everyone will be able to go home safely. Keep Yahshua in our heart and mind. Be prayerful at all times. Be prayerful to Yashua. Keep me. Allow me to be safe. Let my children be safe. Let us leave the house for work. Let us return. This is a daily constant a supplication to the Father. You see, he's got everything purposed in himself, but we want his protection. He's protected us so far. He will continue to do it. I encourage everyone, stay with Yashua. With these words, I thank you. Hallelujah.
1: Thank you, Dr. Lewis, for your testimony. Um, We'd like to set a reminder to all in attendance state to please silence all phones and other electronic devices. Our next speaker this morning will be Dr. Bonnie Snyder from Arcport, New York. (laughs)
5: <laughs> <this> Sunday. <coughs> I am very happy and glad to be here. And I thank the visitors that have come back with us first time and returning visitors. Um, this is a great teaching and we hope to get it across just that way. I really enjoyed the first speaker and I'm just going to keep right on going with what she was doing, uh, hopefully. <laughs> I'll say that and then I'll be <coughs> <coughs> um, I want you to go to the eighth aim of the school, please. To
6: earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh.
5: Okay, so we have these aims, ten aims, I believe it is. And we try to accomplish the aims in the teaching. Every class, we try to accomplish these aims. This particular aim, I just want to bring out something about it. To earnestly contend for the common salvation. There's a common salvation. And the founder of this school, the one that had this great vision in Revelation, he said what was common about the salvation was everybody was going to receive it in the self-same way. All right? And she already talked about the Gospel of Yahshua, and I'm going to go back and talk about that some more. But if it's common, if that's what's common to get us to salvation, that's the place where we need to go and try to help somebody else reach the salvation that, you know, that's available. Salvation is available, and that's something you can know. But uh, before I do any of this, I want you to go to the scripture reading
7: Ephesians 4 and 1. Uh huh. I, therefore, the prisoner of Yahweh that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are
5: called. And this is a vocation we've been called into. You know, most of us realize this is our job. <laughs> That's why we retire early if we can, because this we already got a job. <laughs> and walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. See, read on.
7: With all loneliness and meekness. And this
5: is how you're supposed to be. With all loneliness and meekness. Mm-hmm. The haughtiness and pride and honor and all that stuff is, has no place in our school. That's right. Read right
7: on. With long suffering.
5: Long suffering. Mm-hmm. Because you know, Yahshua's been long suffering towards us. Yes. Long suffering. And when you think about from the time you came in the door, you ain't been perfect all that long, and maybe you're still. S- <laughs> You know, he's long suffering towards us and he keeps teaching us and he keeps showing us and he keeps putting us through trials So that we're formed in the way and she talked about being formed in his image We're, we're being formed in a way that he wants us to be. Mm. You understand that? Okay, I don't want to spend too much time on this one. So I get something to read.
7: Forbearing one another in love, mm-hmm. endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit. Endeavoring
5: the- to keep the unity of the spirit. And you know something? Before we came into one of these schools, we didn't even know that Yahweh, see, our Elohim was a unity. See, Yahweh, he is spirit. That's John 4 and 24. Yahweh is spirit. He takes on a superincorporeal shape and form, and then he comes right down the physical body. But this is the spirit of Yahweh. And by the way, you can learn if you read in your Bible what spirit is. Spirit is wisdom, intelligence, knowledge, love, beauty, justice, foundation, power, and strength. That's what spirit is. And this spirit takes on a superincorporal shape and form. Because man couldn't understand him in this state. He did this for you. Took on a shape and a form. Because once we get over to this chart, can we move this chart over? Would it be possible? Thank you. I'd like it over here where people can see it. Okay. So you have... This great spirit comes into the super incorpora- And that spirit, it's the self-same spirit. Mm. This wisdom comes in here. And think, you've seen a movie chart. Watch what I'm doing, OK? Now, look. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this spirit comes into the shape and form. And right here, he's the creator of the creation that we live in, including the body that you have. Isn't that right? So here you are. You've got these great attributes. In this shape and form, creates the creation according mm-hmm. to the pattern of Himself. You see this, you. and so what He's doing. You understand? Thanks a lot, of guys. Mm-hmm. So what you what you have is the Spirit of Knowledge creates the creation that you live in. The Spirit of Love. Why do you think there's love manifest in this creation? Because when He created it, He's the one bringing it. Yeah. He, it. It's made out of His stuff. You understand? And when and and. Look at the knowledge in this creation. Look at, the, look at the power of the ocean and all the things that he created and the fact that the seasons go through a death and a burial and resurrection and he brings those seasons and he brings them seeds up to life. You understand? You see that power? You know it's a lot of power to bring a seed to life. A lot of power. See? Well, in here we spread these seeds of Yahshua and through the preaching of the gospel, See, through the preaching of the gospel, those seeds can be resurrected unto life. This is a school of life, folks. Yeah. You've never seen life to so you've seen it down here. Yeah. See, and when he makes this creation, he's proving to you what he is spiritually through the examples that he's been given. All right
8: trying to make it perfect for you. <laughs> You're doing good. I just want people
5: to pay attention to what I'm saying. All right, so anyway, you have you have him coming into the chamber. So he is a unity. Let's get a couple of verses on this. Because this is something we didn't know before we came down here. And it's something great to understand and know. Mm-hmm. You understand? Let's get Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy and Zechariah and John.
6: Deuteronomy <laughs> 6 and 4. Thank you. Hear, O Israel. Hear,
5: O Israel. And that's another thing. Hear. You hear me? You hearing what I got to say? Yeah. And this is what he said. And I read a transcript not too long ago where Dr. Kidley said this was the most important thing he said. Hear, O Israel. Yahweh. Because it's not just taking the information into your ears and hearing that. It's taking it in and appreciating it. Mm-hmm. And, and right. see, if Yahweh's speaking to you, and we make the yeah. claim that this teaching came straight from a vision mm-hmm. and a revelation. Just like Moses had a vision and revelation back here in Exodus, and he wrote the first five books of Exodus, and then John had a vision and revelation. She talked about, see what he saw? And that's what was in the light. He is the light of the world, and that's what's in the light. Isn't that right? That's right. See? So he's having a vision and revelation, and he's writing down what Yahweh tells him to write down, and that's how all the prophets did it too. Yahweh comes to them in a vision, and they write down what Yahweh. That's why we use the Bible. That's why, we, that's why we think the Bible's good, because it comes right from Yahweh. And look at, if you make the statement that he had a vision straight from Yahweh himself, and this is the product of that vision, and the teaching of this is the product of his teaching, what? Right. Don't you think you ought to listen to what he's got to say, right. and, be, and pay attention to what he's got and take heed to what he's got to say, and, and for goodness himself. Pray that you understand what he's saying. Yeah. That's right. See that? Read.
6: Yeah. Mm. Hear, O Israel.
5: Hear, O Israel. Yahweh
6: our Elohim. God. Yahweh our Elohim is Yahweh a unity.
5: <laughs> I'm one of them elders that he was pointing out the other night. That's all right.
6: Okay, go ahead. Here, O Israel.
5: Hear, O Israel.
6: Yahweh our Yahweh's Elohim.
5: got to say. Yahweh our Elohim. Yes.
6: Is, is Yahweh a unity?
5: Is Yahweh a trinity? Yes.
6: Is Yahweh a unity?
5: Trinity's not in your B-I-B-L-E. Yes. Yahweh our Elohim is Yahweh a unity. And look it. You're made in his likeness and image. Isn't that right? Is my head one person and my middle another person and my abdomen another? No. Okay. See? They better be working all as one. Because you know if one little thing don't work right, Ah! isn't that right? But you're a unified unit. See? And not only that, you know what else you are? You are spirit. Because every single thing the moderator said, everything on this clock, Abide, uh, this chart abides within this cloud in like manner. Did you hear what she said? In like manner. He, in like manner. Everything, listen, everything abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. And everything is Yahweh. It's Yahweh going through a transmutation of spirit and making up this creation. So everything you're looking at is Yahweh. Everything. What? And you live, move, and have your being right in there. You see that?
7: Read. Zechariah 14 and then 9. Uh-huh. And Yahweh shall be king And over look at all Yahweh
5: shall be king. When this is written, now look right here quick. You got three ages in time. Right. This is the purpose of Yahweh from beginning to end. You understand? In three ages in time. And right here is when the prophets were writing. Right here before Yahshua goes through his death, burial, and resurrection. You understand that? So right here is when it's written. But it's written shall. Mm -hmm. That means it's looking to this age, the age that we're in right now. And we do need to know something about where we are in time. You can't know the purpose of Yahweh without knowing something about where you are right now. Because what went on back here for them is not what's going on here for us. But I ain't going to talk about that. Read
7: Zechariah 14 and 9. Uh-huh. And Yahweh shall be king. Over and all. Yahweh
5: shall be king. Once he goes through his death, burial, and resurrection, he's restoring the kingdom king. of Yahweh. And he shall be king. King to who? King to his sons and daughters. Yes. And all them angels that didn't sin. Okay. And they're, 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 the he's king. And he's sitting on his throne. And that's what he made you for. To sit on his throne and dwell in you. So that you... Would give him glory. Mm. You understand that? That's what he did it all for. So that you. And you know he didn't do it for himself. He did it because he loves you. Didn't that man sing about love? Mm -hmm. See? And he's got some singing to do, see? He did it because he loves you. And look at this. Boy. Look at this. This is the purpose. This chart is fantastic. This chart on the pattern and plan of salvation, it shows you the purpose of Yahweh from beginning to end. See, it's got all, and then you come down here, and there's an explanation of it. And I hope I get back to it, but I want you to keep reading there. And Yahweh shall be king Mm -hmm. over all the earth. Read on. And in that day. And in that day, what day? Mm-hmm. This day that we're in, that he pours out his Holy Spirit. See, in that day that he's going to be king over all the earth. Mm-hmm. And in that day, Yahweh will prove to
7: be a unity. Yahweh's
5: going to prove himself to be a unity. And, and I'm going to show name. you something about unity that mm-hmm. Yahweh just showed me. I'm not going to do it right now, but I'm going to do it before I get off this floor. Read on. And with one name. And w- he's going to prove to be a unity and with one name. Mm-hmm. That's why we're called Yashuans.
7: Right.
5: We got one name. We're the family of Yashua. You understand that? We're his like nice little family. And I'll tell you, you got a family? You got a family? You got a family? You got a family? Everybody, you you like your family. See? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the first people you pray for when you come in here is your family.
9: That's right. Ain't that's right. Ain't that right?
5: No. You're hoping and the first people you talk to when you come in here, that's your family. Right. Wouldn't you like to come down to class? No, Don't you know the creator's got a name? Yes. See? That's and right. you might not have been like that because you're so, well, when you first come to class, you got some growing to do <laughs> as far as talking to people. True. And your family gets the brunt of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Isn't that right? You're going to go like if you don't come down here to class. Mm. See what I mean? But anyway. <laughs> Read John 30, 1030.
7: John 10 and 30? Uh-huh. John 10 and 30,
6: Mm -hmm. (coughs) and I and my father are a unity.
5: Okay, now this is Yahshua the Messiah speaking, and don't forget who he is. He's the self-same one. Yahweh himself takes on a superincorporeal shape and form. This is your creator creates the creation according to the pattern of himself. And then, and by the way, the pattern is one, two, three. Mm-hmm. Most holy place, holy place, court, roundabout, And that's representing Yahweh, Yahweh Elohim, Yahshua. He's going to prove himself to be a unity. You understand that? See? Read that again.
6: I and my Father are one.
5: So Yahshua says when he's walking around and he's expressing something about the Father, he's saying, I and my Father, we're one. We can't say that. I'm not my father. It's my physical father. <laughs> I am my father. <laughs> you you can't say that. Do you understand? But he could. Self-same spirit that made this creation comes down, fulfills the law and the prophets. See? And you gotta come back to class. We can't talk about everything in the time that we have. We try. <laughs> See? But what you have is you have that's what he said. I and my father are one. So he's proving that he's a unity. You understand that? See? Okay, go back to the scripture reading.
7: Okay. That's Ephesians 4, and we'll just pick back up at uh, yep. 1. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 4 and 1. No, no, skip through it because. Okay, I'll go down to the third verse where we left Very off. Very good. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit.
5: So we're endeavoring to keep, you know, endeavoring is, you, you know, just be haphazard about it. You know, if it happens, it happens. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> when well, you endeavor to do something, you're making an effort. Isn't that right? Yeah. Endeavoring to keep the unity of this great spirit. Oh, that's right. You understand that? And it can only be if everybody's teaching themselves the self, same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Dr. Kinley, one of the things that he said consistently in, those, in his lectures that he gave was, he was so happy and glad that everybody in the school taught the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Read. Mm-hmm.
7: Third verse, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace.
5: Endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit yes. in the bonds of peace. Mm-hmm. Be peaceful unto another. You hear me? Yes. Read on.
7: There is one body.
5: Now look at. There is one body. Mm-hmm. And look at Your physical body is a proof of that you have one body, isn't that right? Yes. I, could, I could tell somebody to come up here. Chuck, come up here, please. Frank, come up here, please. <laughs> Mary Ann, jump up and come up here. One body, one name. One body, one name. Isn't that right? Yes. One body, one name. Mm-hmm. There's one body. Mm-hmm. And these three people are a witness. And don't you know, you can sit down. Don't you know everybody? <laughs> don't you know everybody in this whole, I could have called everybody's name and everybody would come up. one person, uh-huh. one name. One person, one name. They all got one body. Ain't mm-hmm. that right? You know why you got one body with one name? Because he's got one body and one name. And we're all witnessing to that one body, yeah. his body with one name. <sighs> wow. Read. Mm-hmm. There is one body uh-huh. and one spirit. There's one spirit, one great spirit that moves that great body of his. Read on. Even as you are called
7: in one hope of your calling. You've got
5: one hope of your calling. That's right. You know what your hope is? Your hope is that you get in Yahshua the Messiah. And it can only be through the preaching of Yahshua the Messiah's truth, through his true name. That's the only way you can get in there. That's the common salvation. There's one way in there, folks. One hope. Mm -hmm. Read. One Yahweh. One Yahweh.
7: One faith.
5: One faith. One baptism. One faith? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. One faith? Well, he's got faith and she's got faith. There's one One faith. faith. That's right. And that faith that you have, that's that one faith and it's all together, Is based upon the witnesses that Yahweh has provided for you and me to know him by. Mm -hmm. It's based on witnesses. Your faith is not blind in this school. And it's not based on, you know what my minister said? Mm -hmm. It's not based on that stuff. You understand that? It's not based on what the Pope says. It's not based on what President Biden said. It's not based on none of that stuff Mm -hmm. in the world. In fact, you know what? Back here when Yahweh was given this great name for the very first time to mankind, he was given his name to Moses. Let's go back and get that. 3 and 13.
6: Exodus 3
5: and 13. Read out of, uh, go ahead and just read it out of the holy name.
6: Okay. And Moses said unto Elohim, Now this behold. is the
5: first time, remember we're supposed to be hearing what they'll say at Yahweh? Don't forget what we're doing up here. That's right. See, this ain't entertainment down here. <laughs> I'm trying to get something across. This is what he's saying to Moses the first time that he reveals his great name to man. Read.
6: And Moses said unto Elohim, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel.
5: he told Moses to go down here and bring the children of Israel up out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. So Moses here, when he has this vision, and this came from a vision. He's saying unto him, this is what he's saying.
6: When I come unto the children of Israel and mm-hmm. shall say unto them, mm-hmm. The Elohim of your fathers has sent me unto you,
5: uh-huh. and they
6: shall say to me, What is his name? They're
5: going to say to me, What is his name? What shall I Why say would unto you? Moses asked a question like that. Moses was raised up for 40 years in Egypt. You understand that? You know Egypt. If you can just look back in history and all you got, and it's not hard to do that there was many gods. They were polytheistic down here. They believed in all kinds of idol gods. You understand that? There was a sun god. In fact, if you look at the plagues that happened down here in Egypt, you'll find out that Yahweh took down all them gods with them plagues, even the sun god. What? Didn't it turn dark? Well, they could have prayed all day and all night about it turning dark, but it turned dark and took that sun away. You understand that? See? We got a great Elohim down here, folks. Read on. Mm -hmm.
6: What shall I say unto them? What
5: am I going to say unto them when I come down here? Read.
6: And Elohim said unto Moses, Ayah, Asher, Ayah.
5: He he actually said, I will be what I will be. Read.
6: Fifteenth verse. And Elohim said moreover unto Moses, Uh Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel. Now
5: listen to what Yahweh's saying, all right? Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel. He's bringing them up out of bondage. Mm-hmm. He's telling them what he's what what he's bringing them up out of there for. You understand that? Mm-hmm. So this is something to listen for. Mm-hmm. You listening, mm-hmm. Lionel? Read
6: <laughs> Yahweh.
5: <laughs> Yahweh. The Elohim the of your fathers. The first thing he tells them. The Yahweh. Yahweh. He's given him this name for the first time. How do you know that? Go ahead and get six and three. Read. Yahweh. Yahweh. The Elohim Yahweh, of fathers. You breathe his name. Yahweh. You come in the world, first breath you take. It's not like that. Yah. Isn't that right? You're mad that you got out of that nice warm place. See? Yah. And when you leave here, way. So from beginning, at, you know, you can argue in your mind. You don't have to argue with me, but you in your mind. I don't think it matters what you call them. Because when the first night I sat in one of these classes, that's what I, sitting there in the front row, I don't think it matters what you call them. I changed my mind. <laughs> Yahweh changed my mind. Yeah. The witnesses changed my mind. Right. Grace and mercy changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. See? We can do it, and, and you do I don't think it matters to recall, but you breathe in his name. Right. And you know what? There's a verse that says you walk up and down in his name. Yahweh. Why do you walk two syllables? Yahweh. Yahweh. You understand that? And the birds fly. Yahweh. 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 And they're heavenly, ain't they? Mm-hmm. And it's a heavenly name. See? is that right? See? And the waves come in, and we all like to go to the ocean, don't we? Take him in. Yeah. 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 And it's been going on for 6,000 years. He's been crying that name out to mankind for 6,000 years. You understand that? See? And it's about time some of us took a listen to it. And through grace and mercy and a great teaching, he has allowed us to do it. Understand? Read.
6: Yahweh. The Elohim of your fathers. Yahweh.
5: I'm going to get right, way off track, don't I? Okay, Yahweh, the Elohim of your fathers. See, because down in here, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob were the fathers. Jacob was the, the Israel, changed Israel. Read.
6: The Elohim of Abraham, the Elohim of Isaac, the and the Elohim, Elohim of Jacob. The Elohim the great
5: provider mm-hmm. for Abraham. The great provider for Isaac. Isaac. You understand? And look what a great provider he really was. Abraham was told to offer up his son Isaac, isn't that right? Mm -hmm. See, he told him to offer up his son Isaac. And he provided a ram in the thickets so that Isaac would not have to die. Now, I'd say that's quite a provider, isn't it? Mm -hmm. See? See? And you could go back with the rest of them. He provided. Look at all the food that they needed for them hundred and whatever days that they were in there. All the animals were in there. He provided for everybody. He was a great provider. Mm -hmm. Has he quit providing just because we know no. his name now? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's still the great provider. You can't, yes. uh, in, you know, in our schools, And was that the bell? <laughs> what? <laughs> that was the second bell? <laughs> I have five minutes.
7: Wow. <laughs>
5: oh, my, 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 my. Uh, go to the scripture reading. Back in Ephesians? Yep, go to the scripture reading, go to. Uh, you want to go down? Uh,
7: start at seven. Okay, seventh verse. <clears throat> but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of the Messiah.
5: That's right, read. Wherefore he so saith. We're given grace according to the measure. We all have a measure. Mm-hmm. He shared with us his spirit in measure. Mm-hmm. You understand? He's the head. And we're part of his body right read on Mm -hmm. wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high he led two verses from there keep going he He led captivity captive
7: okay 11th verse
5: (laughs) and he gave some apostles and look at this is what he's done mm -hmm. this is what he's given in your measure he gave some apostles read and some prophets and some prophets prophesy, or teaching. Mm-hmm. Some people are able to teach. Yes. Mm-hmm. Read. And some evangelists. And some evangelists. And, and some people want to go out there and uh, and preach the gospel, no matter who will hear yeah, it. Right. They want to go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. Isn't that right, Frank? Yeah. Read. <laughs>
7: <laughs> and some pastors and teachers. some
5: pastors and some teachers. Mm-hmm. And some teachers. Read. Right. For
7: the perfecting of the son. And sons. this is what
5: it's for. Mm-hmm. For the per- perfecting. Mm-hmm. Of the sons. We're supposed to be perfected in Yahshua. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep talking about yourself as being so bad. and so. When, when Yahshua is raising up souls and you're the sons of Yahweh and you're promoting this teaching with all there in you is. Mm. Don't call that whatever you want to call yes. it. Yes, You call it good. That's right. And very good. You understand that, Reed? Mm-hmm. For the perfecting of the sons. Because he's going to make you perfect. We're taking on Yahshua. That's what we're doing right now. We're taking on Joshua. What? Read.
7: For the work of the ministry. For the
5: work of this great ministry.
7: For read. the edifying of the for body For the edifying of, Messiah. of the
5: building up of the body of Yahshua the Messiah. That's what they were given for. More? Read, read.
7: Till we all come in the unity. Till we
5: all come. To the unity of the faith, of the faith in Yahshua the Messiah, mm-hmm. till we all come to that unity, and of the knowledge of the and Son to, and of and Yahweh, and the knowledge we got to have knowledge of the Son of Yahweh. We got to know Him as He really is and actually exists. Mm-hmm. Right. And you keep coming to class, and you'll hear more. I beg you to come back to class. Read mm-hmm.
7: on. Unto a perfect man. Unto a perfect man.
5: You know what a perfect mm-hmm. man is? Somebody that's whole, needed nothing. You're perfect. Mm-hmm. And he's made us, a, or he's bringing us, unto that perfection right now, before it's time to pass over.
7: Mm. See? Read. Unto the measure unto of the stature the of the fullness of the Messiah.
5: Unto the stature of the fullness of the Messiah. Give me John 1
6: mm-hmm. 12. and 12. One? John 1 and 12.
5: I think it's down below there, but go ahead and read. Read
6: but on. as many as received him.
5: Now look it. And this, as many as received him. And all you got to do is hear the information, check it out, and say, I, love, I like that information. You've received it. It's not hard. Read on. And it's not mm. mystical. Mm. And it's not magic. You hear it. You see how Yahshua went through a death, burial, and resurrection for you? Receive it. You just receive it. And too many has received, read.
6: To them gave he power to to become. To them gave
5: he power, and he told them to go and wait for the The power power from on on high. high. Yes. And the promise. They were waiting for the Holy Spirit, folks. That's what the promise is right now. Read.
6: But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of Yahweh. He
5: gave us power to become the sons of Yahweh when we receive and believe. Read on.
6: Even to them that believe on his name. Mm-hmm. Even to them
5: that believe on the great name of Yahshua. You have no reason not to believe it. Right. You can check it. Read.
6: Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. That's right. Nor of the will of man, read. but Yahweh. Read. Mm-hmm. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Yep, read. And we beheld his glory. It might the be
5: 17. 17th mm-hmm.
6: verse. For the law was given by Moses.
5: Nope, 16.
6: 16. And, <laughs> it, and of his fullness. Now
5: listen, of his <laughs> fullness. <That's> Read. <right.
6: laughs> have all we received. Have
5: all we received. Mm-hmm. Do you see how we're part of that unity? He's brought us in, he shared his spirit with you, and that is how you're brought into the unity of the faith in Yahshua mm-hmm. the Messiah. Of his fullness have we all received. What? Read.
6: And grace. There's a lot
5: of more verses. That's what the whole chapter, that's the whole book of Ephesians. He's talking about that through the whole thing how you received a measure and this fullness of Yahweh. Read.
6: Grace of grace. Grace for grace. Grace for grace. Grace for
5: grace. You understand that? Of us fullness have we all received. We've received this of Yahshua. I beg you, brethren, stay in class, check the things that you're taught, even from your lovers. I'm talking about the people that you think they're so, you know, lovey-dovey. Because <laughs> we all have these little groups of lovey-doveyness, even in here. <laughs> what? Oh, really? Come on now. See? But you know what? See what somebody's teaching outside the group once in a while. Just see what they're teaching. And if you think <laughs> they've got something wrong, you know what? We have a responsibility right now. Go right to them. Right. Ask them. And any minister worth his salt, you hear me now, they don't mind being questioned. And they don't mind being, you got that right. You sure you got that right? They don't mind it. You can come to me anytime. You think I got something wrong, and I do probably have something wrong. But you come to me, and I'll tell you what. I will receive you with thanksgiving for it. With all those words. Praise Yahshua the Messiah.
1: your testimony and our third speaker for today will be Dr. Terry Welsh from Lansing, Michigan.
10: 1238, Pro 38. we're going until 115. Right, thank you, all right. Now, actually it's the day of eternity by the way. <laughs> um, I have sincerely enjoyed this gathering and the message, the theme, all of this has been very good. Uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to touch on some of that and some of the actual personal experiences that for me, were meaningful being here and seeing the brethren in person. Um, there is a difference, a benefit yes. in being physically in contact. Mm. Um, that doesn't mean that other remote means don't have benefit, right. and s- sometimes you can do things that way you can't do as well in person. Right. But it's just like any mechanical tell you. You use the right tool for the job. Right. That's right, right? So, uh, <laughs> right. so th- you know, this this is an indispensable tool. Is actually physically gathering together. Okay, um, now uh, I'd like to do something. If it's all right, is there anybody here? Is there anyone here that I have not met? That anyone here that's. <laughs> Willing to have a conversation with me at all? Nobody? My daughter, she's met? my daughter, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's <not reasonable> <laughs> uh, there's another man that has a daughter and you, okay. All right, so let's do this, okay? Hello, I'm Gary Welch. You're Olivia Lattimore, all right, (laughs) wonderful, Olivia. Uh, Tell me just a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm 19, I'm in college, and I'm from Western New York. Wow, 19 in college, and she's from Western New York. Just curious, in college, what are you focusing on in college? Nursing. So you plan on doing nursing after college? Yes, sir. Wonderful, glad to hear that. Thank you, Jean. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Let me get this right. Okay, Olivia.
11: I'm robbed, Terry.
10: Really? But a name shouldn't make a difference, and the image shouldn't make a difference, or does it? It does does make a difference. Thank you, Olivia. okay (laughs) see people will impose all kinds of their own ideas Mm -hmm. and I don't want to be hypercritical but many of these ideas are absolutely stupid oh it don't make any difference what you call God he knows who you're talking to Really? Just in this interaction, there was actually a difference in the feeling, right? It changed the feeling of the interaction the moment I called you by the wrong name. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when I went and attributed her name to another individual, someone with a different image, that changes things, right? Mm -hmm. All right, now... A lot of people believe in this man, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people believe in this man. Let me get you one scripture about him. Get 1 Timothy 4, verse 10. 1 Timothy 4 and 10. And by the way, thank you for being good sport. (laughs) (laughs) It's helpful. It's really helpful.
6: (laughs) For therefore we both labor... And suffer reproach because we trust in the living Elohim, who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. Now, He is the Savior of
10: who was that? Oh. All men. Yes. All men. And what's that next? Especially of those that believe. Especially of those that believe. Now, folks, and this is a question I ask every single individual in this room you don't have to answer right now necessarily how is he the savior of all men all men That's right. especially of those that believe. They believe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not even going to answer that question for you right off okay what I want you to understand is that if you are going to have any kind of relationship with him you got to know something about him, not the way you want to imagine him to be, mm. That's right. but the way he actually is. Yeah. Now, if I'd carried on with Olivia Moore, okay, and I had talked with her and implied that she was going to be a plumber, that would have been totally contrary, right, to what she told me about herself. Now, folks, people do that with him. Yeah. Okay, they attribute a false image to him. Okay, got the wrong name, got the wrong image. They have the wrong idea of who he is, what he did, what he's doing now. And then want you to go ahead and just accept that concept, that doctrine, that idea, as if it's just, it's just as good as anybody else's thought. Well, I will say this too. It is as good as anybody else has thought because there is nobody that's had a good thought about Yahweh in their life. And somebody says, boy, now that's an offensive statement. Mm. Well, it's one Dr. Kinley made about himself. And he knew that because Yahweh changed his thinking completely about the Creator. That man, Dr. Kinley, was an expert in the Bible before he received the vision. Okay? He knew all kinds of facts about Yahshua. Okay? He could preach on it, do it, and let me tell you, the power of the Spirit was with him then. Yahweh even performed healings through him prior to having the vision. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That doesn't mean he understood it nor was the power Dr. Kinley himself mm-hmm. neither bef- before nor after the vision. But the point is he had every reason to believe that his thoughts were just as good as anybody else's thoughts. And he came back after the vision he said that everything right. he ever thought about Yahweh was wrong okay and as far as the Bible now he could quote the Bible backwards and forwards before he had the vision but after he received the vision and the revelation it was as if it read like a completely different book okay in other words the words hadn't changed but his understanding of what they meant was completely different I take this one little example. The scripture that says he is the savior of all men, especially them that believe. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm sure every single one of us in this room could think up an interpretation of that as to how that could be. How is the savior of all men, especially them that believe? How do you know that that would even be right? And unless you and I can go and get the proof, the witness, the evidence, one way or the other, it doesn't even matter. If you happen to stumble on the right interpretation, you couldn't prove it. And therefore, if your thought about it was as good as somebody else's, what it means in the end is you didn't know. And when then push comes to shove, your faith in it is going to be shaken. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You and I should not fool ourselves about this. This is real. And there is a means, a method, there is a revelation, a revealed understanding that he has given and he holds out and makes readily available for those that are simply willing to learn and be taught. Mm-hmm. Now, quick comment. For those of us that have been around 50 years or thereabouts, I'm speaking to myself here, one of the biggest challenges is to continue to be taught. Mm.
7: Mm-hmm.
10: All right. All right. And that's very important. Yes. It's been a blessing for me to know and to experience the fact that there were a lot of things in this teaching that I learned early on and that I fought early on and sincerely believed in early on and found out I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. And that does not mean the Holy Spirit was not taking care of me. That's
7: right. That's right.
2: Now
10: the Holy Spirit's job, according to Him, is to teach you, and He said this to His apostles, to teach them what?
6: All things.
10: All things. Mm-hmm. And to bring all things to their remembrance, whatever He'd said. Now, folks. Let's get real. There's nobody in this room or on the face of this earth that knows all things. And if you have that concept, you have fooled yourself. Now, one of the things that's related to that in the scriptures and that Dr. Kinley talked about was that even in the ages to come, we are at a point where we are basically through with this physical world in these ages in time and physical nature. And we're about to cross into a new world and age where none of this physical will exist. And if your soul, the spirit in you, is not prepared to deal with that level of existence before you cross over, your soul is going to be in total chaos. Total chaos. And those that are prepared are going to love it. Because it's like someone said, and I think it's an absolutely appropriate statement. If you don't enjoy coming to class, if you don't enjoy learning about Yahweh, you're going to hate heaven. Mm. Heaven will be hell. Mm. Uh. That's right. And there are people that have that kind of hate and disdain for this teaching. And to have to sit under it, it's like flames of fire coming at them. We will go on learning of Yahweh in ages to come, which means we don't know it all now. And it is absolutely counterproductive for us to take the position and the attitude that I got this, totally. I got this whole thing nailed. You can't teach me nothing. Wow, that's a bad attitude for a lot of reasons. And there's even a mystique and a myth built up. Around the idea that someone with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden they know everything. Mm. That's been in this school. Yeah. Right now. You're right. right now. And it still is. You're right. You're darn right. And that idea has taken already many folks to the lake. I mean, absolutely sealed and hell-bent. This is not a plaything, but there is such a thing as eternal life and immortal glorification mm-hmm. in righteousness. And you and I can have that, but our attitude is going to have to be teachable. Yes. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Which means that when we do something and speak to others and so forth about something that we think is wrong about what they believe, we should do it in a respectful way. Okay. Right.
11: Yep.
10: And the fact that somebody may be wrong and maybe they're not wrong, I just think they're wrong, but maybe they're wrong, okay, whether they are or not, that doesn't mean they're a demon. No. It don't mean they're lost. It's not that they're an enemy follow me and that should also be the attitude that you know all the way around okay now I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this because this is so fundamentally essential to endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace because as soon as I make you out to be the devil yeah. and you're the enemy there ain't no peace yeah. right I've set an indispensable in, uh, uh, a division in there. Okay? All right. So I, that that's important. Now, then the question would be how is it we would answer questions about Yahshua? And by the way, that's one of the things I've really enjoyed here. There's been a lot of people this weekend, good brethren, that I haven't had a chance to see for a while. Mm-hmm. And even if I've seen them, it's kind of like been, hi, bye, because, you know what I'm saying? And that's one of the nice things about a gathering like this. You get a chance to spend a few minutes yeah. and you don't feel as rushed. Uh, excuse me, I've got to prepare for all that junk I've got to do tomorrow. That's right. Oh, I shouldn't that's have reminded myself. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And people have had questions, people want to discuss, they yeah. care sincerely care. Mm-hmm. Right. That is precious. Yeah. That is a wonderful thing. And I've enjoyed it and appreciate it. Now, how do we go about it? Folks, it's the way Dr. Kinley saw it and taught it. And he referenced the greatest teacher there ever was, Yahshua himself. And used the scriptures to prove it. Yeah. Okay. Now. I'm going to make a statement, I may not have time to go back into scriptures on this much. Folks, nobody understands it all. That includes someone who's had the Holy Spirit and is the chiefest of the apostles for years. Case in point, mm-hmm. take you right into the Bible, the apostle Peter, yeah. Okay didn't even realize mm-hmm. that a Goyim, that Goyim, Gentiles, were even to be allowed in the assembly. That he could even enter into their presence and converse with them and teach them about Yahshua. He did not even understand that for seven years after receiving the Holy Spirit. And it took Yahweh telling him directly in a vision and reinforcing it three times for him to get the message. And even after that, there had to be a physical experience that he had in order to make that clear to him. So that he followed it with no more rebellion or resistance against it. Folks, if that's the way it was with him, what do you think about you and me? Mm -hmm. Really? Okay? And we could give other examples. And I could take you in the scriptures and I could show you that these wonderful apostles, all 12 of them, okay? These wonderful apostles, before. Yahshua died, buried, and raised. They did not understand anything about Yahshua. Even though they walked with him for three and a half years, they did not understand him and what he was doing. No more than if I had had a conversation with her and started talking with her about being a plumber. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay. says it right in the Bible. Now, The only thing that even opened up their understanding, and that doesn't mean filled it, just opened it, was when Yahshua himself appeared to them, got their attention, and repeated some things he had already gone through with them multiple times about the fact that he was fulfilling the scriptures of the Old Testament. And I, we'll get the Bible on that. You know, I mean, these are a few things that everybody should hopefully have, you know, right in your mind. So Luke 24, you know where Luke. this is. And you can start at 25 real quick, but then I want to run right on down to 44, 45. Mm-hmm.
6: Luke 24:25 Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not the Messiah to have suffered these things and to enter into his
10: glory. All right, now, see, the problem was, in these people's minds that he's talking with. The problem was that this man who they had put their hopes in to be the king of kings and to save them and liberate them from Roman rule, because that's where their head was at. Okay? This man that they Thought was going to be the king of kings and liberate them from Roman rule he had been mocked and beaten and publicly humiliated so bad with the full intent of entirely destroying his reputation in any following that he could possibly have had that was the entire intent of it and Romans the Romans at that time did that in a form of absolute terrorism okay and that this man had died; their king had died. The one, all their hopes were vested in. Mm. Now their hopes were dashed. And Yahshua came up, talked with them. He's in a different form because he's in a spiritual right. body. Gang. and he says, "You're fools." Mm-hmm. Wow, what a statement! <laughs> You're fools. You're slow of heart. To believe what? Oh. All that the prophets have spoken. That's right. It's been recorded already. Okay? Mm-hmm. The record has already been there and these people are familiar with it. Mm-hmm. But they didn't believe it. That's right. So they knew what was said but they didn't believe it because they didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. To believe all that the prophets have spoken shouldn't the Savior, the Messiah, the Messiah is a term that means the anointed of Yahweh which was understood by them to mean that this Messiah was the promised King of Israel, the Deliverer and the Savior. Mm-hmm. That was a term they understood. Okay, mm-hmm. He said shouldn't the Messiah have suffered these things mm-hmm. and then enter into His glory? Mm-hmm. And here's what Yahshua did. Read on. And beginning at Moses. So then Yahshua went back and began at Moses. By the way, quick comment. He didn't say beginning at Moses. Mm -hmm. Correct. Correct. That's what he did. (laughs) right. This is describing what he did. (laughs) (laughs) What he did was begin at Moses. Right. In an explanation to these folks. So then beginning at Moses. And all the prophets. And then all the prophets. Moses wrote what's called the law. The Torah, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible—Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Yes, if you're going to be specific, yes, it's Exodus, Genesis, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. <laughs> Fine, but you get the point. Uh-huh. That's the law. That's Moses' writings, and when he talks about beginning at Moses. I'm going to make this clear, and I pull a book on you on this one too right. for you. He's talking about Moses' writings. He's not talking about Moses' birth. Mm-hmm. Right.
6: Mm-hmm. That's right.
10: Okay? But these are things, if you're going to get them right, you sometimes have to have something wrong to even focus on what's right. And then get it straightened out and be humble enough to accept the truth. Make sense? That's All right. So beginning of Moses and then all the prophets, he, he expounded unto them in he, all the scriptures. He went into great detail of explanation. That's expounding to them. And he did it in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself, which were those scriptures had the things that were telling you about Yahshua. Mm-hmm. His name, right? What he would look like. And other words, his image, what he would do. Mm when he would be there, where he would be, how he would go about achieving whatever the goals were that he had. You understand what I'm saying? If, if you know, I'm going to learn to be a nurse, she's going to have to teach me a whole lot of how, where, why, and specific details. Mm-hmm. In other words, it's not just, oh, just be a nurse. No. Be the savior of the world. Oh, just just do it. Doesn't work that way, right? You're going to have to get down and very detailed and specific. Okay? When he was born to the year, to the date, to the hour, was predetermined and was specified in the Old Testament scriptures before he was born where he would be born how he would be born and you think about it that's pretty good if you're able to predetermine where and how you're going to be born (laughs) even your parents didn't do that very well (laughs) make sense okay all these things they're in the scriptures so he went into all these details in the scriptures and told about himself Please continue.
6: 44th verse. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you while I was
10: yet with you. That's kind of like saying, look, I already told you this. Okay. He told them several times. Okay. This is why I already told you. Go ahead. That all things must be fulfilled. That all things must be fulfilled. Brought to pass. Completed, finished, done, mm-hmm. achieved, brought to their climax, to their reality, made fully manifest, mm-hmm. all things must be fulfilled, which what? Were written in the law of Moses. Which were written in the law of Moses. The law of Moses is Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and right. Deuteronomy. That's why Joshua began at and Moses' writings. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And in the prophets. And the prophets. So we're talking about the rest of the Old Testament part of the Bible. Please read. And in the Psalms concerning me. And in the Psalms that were concerning Yahshua. Okay. Now, what does it say after that? Then opened he their right.
6: understanding.
10: Ooh, that's
6: right.
10: Their understanding was sealed shut tight as a drum until that moment. Mm -hmm. It says back in Luke, they understood none Mm -hmm. of these things. Mm -hmm. That was before this Mm -hmm. event, that they understood none of these things. At this point, they still don't understand, but their understanding is cracked open. And nobody, everybody, Nobody was able to go in those scriptures and prove all these details until Dr. Kinley did the way he did it. That was unique. And that there is absolutely no excuse for downplaying what Yahweh achieved through Dr. Kinley. Mm. Now, it was Yahweh himself, the creator, making it happen. It was not Henry Clifford Kinley as a man. He even said he didn't even want to listen to H.C. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. But it's just like Yahshua said. It's the Father in me. He does the works. Right. That's what Joshua said, right? Well, folks, it's supposed to be the Holy Spirit in you. Mm-hmm. supposed to be doing the works. That's why he said, I my own self. Can do Can nothing. Do nothing. Right. But once you got the Holy Spirit, I'll tell you this. Paul wrote it like this. He says, I can do all things <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> through the Messiah who strengthens, who strengthens me. Yes. So I would say this. Yes. You couldn't do anything. But with the Holy Spirit, you can do okay. everything yeah. needed. All right. And Dr. Kinney talked about that as overcoming. Right? All right. So he opened their understanding that they might do what?
6: That they might understand the scriptures. That they
10: might understand the scriptures. That doesn't mean they fully understood him. Now as an example, what I was thinking about when I was talking about Dr. Kinley, explain this. He even went over and showed how that even after this event, right after this event, and if you read on at the end of Luke, Joshua tells those same men, you wait in Jerusalem until you've been endued with power from on high. Right right Mm -hmm. carrying in Jerusalem so forth okay and they did that but because now they've got this amazing thing oh the scriptures have to be fulfilled in their mind now they start using their own thoughts Mm -hmm. so they say you know we there was 12 of us That fulfilled 12 tribes back there under the Old Testament. Oh, that's why Joshua had 12 disciples. He led 12 tribes up out of Egypt. Now he led us, 12 apostles, through these three and a half years. However, one of us died. That was Judas. We're down one. We lost one. We better get quick and make up for it and find another one who is an eyewitness as we were. Mm. So they did. And they cast lots Mm -hmm. and a lot fell on uh, Matthias. That was not Yahweh's choice nor was it intended by Yahweh to pull that 12th apostle back in at that time. Why? Because the scriptures had to be fulfilled. Mm. Now what do I mean? Those 12 tribes came from 12 men, 12 sons of Jacob or Israel. Right? Okay? There was one son that was born quite a long time later than all the rest of them. And who was that? Mm -hmm. That was Benjamin. Mm -hmm. That was Benjamin. Now, There's a whole lot about Benjamin Fulfilled specifically in Yahshua in this body. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Paul was born again, received the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. later than all the rest of the apostles. Just like Benjamin was born later than the rest of the 12 brothers, Mm. right? And Benjamin was born on the road. Mm. Paul was born on the road to Damascus. That's why he said, I was as one born out of due time. Benjamin was called Benoni by his mother son of my sorrow he was called Benjamin Benjamin by his father meaning son of my right hand or my power the same son resulted in his mother his birth resulted in his mother dying because she died in childbirth Paul persecuted the assembly of Yahshua that's the church. That's the bride of Yahshua, the church, the assembly. And he had many of them even put to death. Manifesting Benoni. Right? But Yahweh had already decided he would use Paul as the most powerful apostle. For the ministry to the Gentiles. To the Gentiles. And there was a connection between Judas, Peter, and Paul, which goes back to not only Benjamin, but it goes back to other things in the scriptures, including Jonah and some other things there. Now, obviously, we don't have time to go into every single detail here. But my point about this is this. Everything that's going on this way, folks, if you want to know about it, there's an answer. And the clues are in the law and the testimony. Mm. He's put them down there. okay? Dr. Kinley revealed these. Uh, Let me say it correctly. Yahshua, through Dr. Kinley, revealed these things. And as Dr. Kinley said about himself, He said he was the seventh angel in the book of Revelation. Yes, he did. And I'm telling you, do not downplay Dr. Kinley's ministry. That was absolutely essential for Yahweh's purpose. Without what he did through Dr. Kinley, you could not have a transition into this fifth kingdom age. That would not be possible. He achieved three very specific things through Dr. Kinley's ministry that were absolutely necessary to bring this world to the point to where that universal revelation of Yahshua can occur and a transition to the fifth age. Dr. Kinley therefore revealed about these things and it, it, it was like the thing about Matthias and he showed how that was. And various different things he showed back in the law and the testimony that was fulfilled in doing that. And about Paul and Peter Jonah, Judas, all those, so forth and so on, how it happened. Folks, we never would have put this stuff together. You aren't smart enough and neither am I. Not possible, not possible. So that means it had to be directly from the creator. Mm. And the point as far as I'm concerned here at this moment is this, recognize That that was the Creator's gift and made available to you and to me. Appreciate it and use it to the fullest capacity Mm -hmm. that you possibly can do. There is a promise given along with those gifts. And if you use them, the blessing will pour forth. All right, and that's enough for now. I hope it's of some encouragement at least. Crazy Oshawa.
7: Hallelujah.
9: Thank
1: you very much, Dr. conclude today's lecture. Um, before we are dismissed by the doxology, we have a few brief announcements to be made. Thank
8: you. Please don't go. Please don't go. Stay another day. You read my notes, or Stay another day. But I know we can't stay other than the other ones are staying. But, but don't go. But stay in this gospel where we are isn't a physical place. It's in the spirit of Yahshua. I can do nothing of myself by any means. It's uh, great thanks to Dorian and the, and the sound folks that come and do that stuff, the speakers, the moderators, you for coming here to do anything to make this possible. Otherwise, I'm just some guy in a room with some charts. <laughs> <laughs> I,
9: it's
8: on my show, you coming from great distances, from, through snowstorms, through all kinds of crazy delays, other issues, and wondering if you're gonna come or not come, it is extremely meaningful the 61 souls that were here today it was extremely meaningful for me not to say oh I know you're a great guy, wonderful job no, because my soul needs help yeah. yours does, mm-hmm. right and when you go home to your various classes, your family or other loved ones share it Yes. Pass, as Terry was talking about there don't hide that, and the talents that were talked about earlier, don't hide that light behind a bushel this summer, within a couple of weeks from now, if you go to Chicago, enjoy it. Yeah. I hope to see you there. If you're not going to Chicago yet, then make sure that you go ahead and try and reach out to the Quates or someone from the Northside Chicago class, and please go. If you can, Yahweh yeah, willing, we
9: can.
8: Right. right? It's not an ordinance, but if you can go, go. This summer, if you wanna to go to the picnic in Lansing, easy for me to say to invite everyone to Lansing picnic. <laughs> see Terry <laughs> and Janice, right? <laughs> go or Green Bay picnic, and go. Yes. You, yeah, Nikki, Seth, you, you set them up. Yeah, yeah. You, you tap them on the shoulder. You want some yeah. information, they'll give it to you. Go.
7: Yes.
8: And I'll put this challenge out to Southfield and Detroit. Throw Southfield in September sounds pretty good, or Detroit in September, <laughs> or October. <laughs> if you don't do it, I will. <laughs> I've been anyway, I'm, <laughs> tongue in cheek, yeah, we're willing just saying at the end of the day rather you go somewhere else after other events we live here now and let's mm-hmm. all we can do is lift each other up and getting together is wonderful i like this spot and then when, I, when i unpacked more chairs yesterday morning the room seemed to get fuller and fuller and fuller mm-hmm. maybe it's those angels take up some of those chairs yeah. it's not like a busload of more people came mm-hmm. but people like to assemble and when we i thought about doing this in november but uh, wait Folks in Lansing did that wonderful seminar, which was fantastic. That wasn't the time, right? Now was the time to do it. Canada winter time. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Seth. Sorry. Sorry, Nick. But you came, right? Yeah. And, people, and we went to Pittsburgh in December. People just wanted to get together. Uh-huh. They just want to get together in the gospel and share with others. So wherever you go, big, small, around your coffee table, on the phone, those cards in your pocket, they're not there for decoration. Well, you can put on your fridge if you want. But mail them to someone you know. Reach out to those folks that have maybe wandered off somewhere or they've never heard anything before. Just like the introduction to the back there with Terry and Olivia. That's part of developing a relationship of sharing someone's name, where it's going, etc. I'm, I'm gonna be quiet. Anyway, I'd like to do a group picture at the end if possible. I'm not sure how that's gonna work logistically, but if you're able to and willing to participate, then that's great. Seth's gonna try again. We did it last time. (laughs) We did it in Charlotte. You know, it's a family picture, as it were. Anyway, I love you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you, Lionel.
12: Thank you, Lionel. And he has no idea I was gonna get up here and say anything, but we want to we so appreciate what Yahweh gave you the heart to do. I can't thank you enough. First of all, because you're in my city, Hamilton, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but right, right, right. But in all seriousness, I can't thank you enough because when I think about where Yahweh has you at this moment, his mother's in the hospital. She's been there in a while. She's She's been in rehab. She failed. She's 92. He put this whole thing on, knowing that he has to deal with that as well, knowing that he is the one in Hamilton that is left to keep this gospel going. Dr. Channer's gone. It's all on Lionel. So when I think about my so-called struggles with doing the things for the class. I think about Lionel. There is nothing that I should complain about. Nothing that I need to worry about because you are an example for the rest of us. You you through you, but I'm grateful he gave you the spirit to do it, Lionel. Because you are an example for us. It's not an easy job. I'm not gonna downplay it, it's not easy. And I got, you know, we, the three of us, I got a crew that helps, you don't. We acknowledge that, Lionel. We appreciate what you've done. Continue in the fight, we're all in this together. We got you, even though we're across the border, we got you. Anything you need, you reach out to any of us and we're there for you. So once again, thank you. Thank Yahshua through you, But thank you. Hallelujah.
1: Thank you all very much. May we rise for the doxology. The doxology is taken from the last two verses in the book of Jude. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign. Long glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let us all say, Hallelujah. my card? Oh yeah, Straight there
9: on the table.